You're listening to a powerful message from the Overcomers Church World Outreach. We believe the word of God you receive today will bring restoration and transformation to your life. We invite you to worship with us. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. God bless you as you listen to his word in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we ask that you give us the heart of flesh at this time. We silence every voice that speak now other than the voice of God. Let your word come like a hammer. Let it come like a soothing oil ointment. Let it refresh us. Let it break us and melt us. Let it mold us into who you want us to be. Take over this hour, O God. Search every heart that is here present and families here represented and us all as a church. Give us that one word that we need. To the glory of your name and blessing of our life. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. You may be seated as you join me to the gospel according to Luke chapter number 10. Luke Gospel, chapter number 10, we are reading from verse number 38 to 42. Last Wednesday, I introduced this message. Luke Gospel, chapter 10, verse 38, 42. Now it happened, as they went, that as they went, that he entered a certain village, talking about the village of Bethany. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to help me. 41. And Jesus answered and said to, to her, Martha, Martha. Said it with pity. Matter, matter. You are worried and troubled about many things. 42. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part. Which will not be taken away from her. Praise the Lord. The few moments I was opportune to stay with my uncle in the village. Growing up as a small boy. One of the things I enjoyed that time is a tale by moonlight. Many of you Ajibotas here did not enjoy that tale by moonlight. In the village, the season of the moon used to be a very exciting moment for the children. We gather at village squares where you have elderly men that have compounds within your neighborhood, you gather there. Because these men, like my late uncle, know how to coin things and tell a story that will catch your attention. My uncle used to tell the story of tortoise in such a way and manner that when you see tortoise, you will begin to examine tortoise. Tortoise, is it really you? So many stories then, fairy tales, so interesting. And one of the stories that he told us then, as I shared with us, was the story of tortoise and the dog. He said there came a time that the sons of men gathered. Because when man dies, people cry. They cry, they weep because they have lost someone. So it was bordering men. And so they came together and had a meeting. And said, we are going to send message to God. That if somebody dies, he will come back again. Others say, no, if somebody dies, he should stay. After all, he has worked so hard. And they said, okay, we are going to appoint tortoise and the dog. To go to God's presence. And the agreement with God was that anyone that comes first to you, that is the one you will do. 
if the dog comes to you first and said, if any man dies, he will stay. Because that was the assignment. They said to dog, dog, when you get to God, tell him that if any man dies, he will stay. Tortoise, tell when you get there, tell that if a man dies, he will uh, come back. So I think I missed it. It was dog and tortoise. It was tortoise that was to announce. They know it was a slow animal. So before he gets there, the dog would have reached there. So they gave the dog the assignment to say that whenever somebody dies, he will come back again. That was wisdom. And tortoise own was, if the man dies, let him stay. And so they said, on your mark, set, bam, and dog left, bam, bam, while tortoise was still crawling. But somewhere along the line, the dog was a gluttony. Looked by the side and saw where they were smattering, smart, uh, you know, slaughtering and roasting meat. The dog branched off and was enjoying taking care of himself. Tortoise sluggishly, slowly walked past the dog, got to the presence of God, and said, God, I have been sent to tell you if any man dies, he will not come back to life again. And when the dog was done, he came back and then pia, 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 again and got to the presence of God and said, God, I am here to say that if a man dies, he will come back again. And God said, Tortoise was here already. And so if any man dies, he won't come back to life again. The topic of our message this morning is distracted. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't be distracted. Turn to the other person and say, don't be distracted. So those that a certain university where my children schooled, gave them laptops. The laptop was intended to help them to aid their learning in different ways. So as you're paying your school fee or acceptance fee, you will pay also for that laptop and the laptop is handed over to you. But somewhere along the line, a certain lecturer observed that the laptop given to these students was becoming a distraction to them. Because while lectures were going on, the laptop given to them, which was intended to aid their learning, became a distraction. Most of them were going into Facebook, WhatsApp, and so on and so forth, leaving the main purpose for which the laptop was given to them. And so he raised the alarm. And say, this is becoming a distraction. We must stop it. Because a laptop can lose value in the learning environment when it becomes a distraction. Even if what the student is doing with it is positive, there is nothing wrong with going to Facebook. There's nothing wrong with going to the WhatsApp or chatting with WhatsApp. But that was not the purpose for which that laptop was given. The laptop was given to aid their learning, to aid their learning. But it became a distraction to them. What does that tell us? It tells us that things that have value can draw our attention away from the things we should be paying attention to. They have value. They are all around us. But they can draw our attentions away. At the time, we should be paying attention towards the issue of the moment. Distraction have destroyed a lot of people, and that was the case we saw between Mary, Martha, and Jesus. The Bible says in verse 40 of same Luke chapter 38, sorry, same Luke um, 10, and verse number 40. It says, but Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve 
alone. Therefore, tell her to help me. Jesus walked into their home. I told us about the Igbo proverbial saying. Na onye li loji, pa oji nko, na kanada li oji, wada. If you have an opportunity to climb the Iroko tree, cut as many firewood as you can. Because the opportunity to climb Iroko tree does not come often. They also say when you see an eagle, onye fulugo, ngulia lugo, makanada fulugo, kwada. You see an eagle, rejoice. Let loose. Don't let your pride restrict you. Don't let your fine dress, your good cap and good shoe restrict you. Rejoice because you don't see eagle all the time. So Jesus was an august visitor in the home. Mary, the Bible says, sat at the feet of Jesus listening to him. But Martha was busy with serving. Then you, somebody will ask. I'm sure if we are doing this in the Sunday school, somebody will ask a question and say, but was Martha doing the wrong thing? No. It was a good thing that when you have a guest, you run around, try to prepare something for the guest. Go to the refrigerator, get some drink, pour out some peanuts and biscuits if you have, to entertain your guest. It's a good thing. But that very good thing can draw your attention from what is important at that moment. So, Martha was distracted from the main thing. Jesus didn't come there to eat. Jesus had 12 disciples. And I'm sure he had so many people who would have invited or who may have been invited, inviting him to come to their house for lunch. So there was a reason why he went to Bethany and entered into their house. So when Martha was busy, he was distracted from the main thing, which is sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ, hearing what the master has to say. I've had people who say they wish they were around when their father died. They wish they were around when their mother died. Because that, those, those were moments when parents, old parents, Talk to their loved ones. At the point of death, they leave some instructions. They tell you what they have never told you all your life. They reveal secrets because they don't care anymore. They are going to die. But at that point in time, if you have such an opportunity and you allow some gist to delay you at the staircase to the hospital world, then you have yourself to blame and not your mother or your father. Destruction is a terrible thing. It has destroyed nations. It has destroyed business. It has destroyed visions. It has destroyed plans. Whatever distracts us from God may be important. but are not most important. For those of you here who are economists, say scale of preference, which means two things are important, but one will always be more important than the other. So in making choices in life, there are times you come and you look at two things that are valuable placed before you. You look at these two things, these two options, you will always see the one that is most important. All of them are important. But there is one that will be most important. And so it is in our work with God. There are things that are valuable. There are things that are important to do, to pay attention to. But if you look at them on a scale of balance, you realize that those things are not as important as worshiping God, seeking through relationship with God. Those things are all meant and designed to draw our attentions away from the Almighty God. 
Mary chose the best part when he chose Jesus. What have you chosen? I make bold to say that the state of Christian life we live today is such that if Boko Haram steps into this place, despite all our praise and worship and prayers, they say those who still believe in Jesus to the right, because your head will leave your body. Those who don't believe to the left, because you are the one that will live today. Man, even pastors will go to the left. Why? Why would we choose to leave, deny Jesus and leave? When we remember our mansions, we are distracted. When we remember our fatback account, we'll be distracted. When we remember the friends we keep, we'll be distracted. When we remember the party, we have IV in our hands. That party, we are distracted. So how can I let all this go? And then you say no to Jesus. The Bible said that we should consider the prophet who ran this race before us. The apostles who ran this race before us. In Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible talks about the great men of faith. Says some prayed and their prayers were answered. Some received what was promised. Others at the same time did not receive what was promised. There were those who were sown into two. There were those who were crucified upside down. Peter said, I am not worthy to be crucified the way my master Jesus was crucified. Please crucify me upside down. And they obliged him and crucified him upside down. For the sake of Jesus Christ, Apostle John chose to end up in the island of Patmos and say, I will not deny him. They buoyed him in water, but he was still alive. They put him in a room, very dark room. He survived it because he decided to choose what was better and most important. Not distracted by the pleasures of life. He refused to be distracted. A good hobby can have value. Very important. That hobby can have value. But if it distracts you from your family responsibilities, if it distracts you from your relationship with God, then you need some adjustment. There are men who prefer football over their family responsibility. They can pay all the clubs due, but not provide money for the house. They pay 10,000 naira for club fees. And when the woman asks for 2,000 naira for food, they say, I cannot come and kill myself. Why didn't you tell your club that you cannot come and kill yourself when you were paying 10,000? Being a member of that club is not bad. It has value. It provides communication. It provides association. But there is something much more important than that when you put them on a scale of preference. So every hobby you have is good. But when that hobby begins to contend with the presence of God in your life, then you need to make some adjustments. If that hobby you have is denying you, taking you away from your responsibility to your home, then something is wrong. You need to think again and you need to make some adjustment. I told us about people who like to watch some episodes, some series. One of the most dangerous things is getting hooked and addicted to series on television. You want to know what happened next. You don't want to miss it. You don't. Whenever, if I watch a movie now or a documentary, sometimes most documentaries stay in me because you know the way it goes. If I sit down and watch a movie with you, the next minute ask me to tell the story. I don't remember. I don't take them serious. And so it is time for service. 6 a.m. is the time for service. They will tell you 
Telemundo will end by 6.20. I want to finish Telemundo. I want to finish the world. There is nothing wrong with those things that were created in, in order to provide relaxation for man. There are fictions that are created to blow your mind, to make you relax, take your mind away from certain things. They are good. But when they begin to contend with the place of God in your life, they become a distraction. You have a hobby, you know how to cook, you want people to enjoy your food, your meal. And it's time for service and there is a guest coming in. Say, please tell pastor I will be late. I just have a guest. Please, guess that guest together with yourself to church. When you are done, go back and enjoy the meal. It is good to welcome guests. It is good to entertain friends. But serving God, keeping an appointment with God, is much more important than those things. Most of us are late to church not because we should be late, but because there is a program on the screen. And I try to dramatize it for us on Wednesday. Because this African magic is indeed a magic. They will begin with one song. You want to stay to know. And it's dragging you. And you see a woman making up. To go to church. Once you hear Look at the TV. Five minutes is gone. Come back again. Continue. A man is watching his shirt. And he's watching. He's watching. Meanwhile, service is for 6 p.m. Distraction. There are so many things in life that are good. But they contend with our faith in God. They distract us. Most business fail not because they should fail. Because before you enter that business, it's because you enter because you have seen somebody who is doing well in that business. And then you join the business. When you join the business, the business is not going well. You jump out from that one, enter another one. It's still not going well. And others are doing it and are succeeding. Why? Most times it has to do with distraction. You are not giving full attention and commitment to that business. While you are on that, your mind is in carrying cocaine, pushing cocaine. You are in that business. Your mind is becoming an oil magnet. Your attention is divided. There is distraction. And so, there is no focus, there is no commitment to that business, and the business fails. And you say, no, this business is not working. But people are in that business, and they are, they are doing well. Distraction is a canker worm. It's a danger in the life of every man and woman. You see a child, for those of us who are parents here, a child is doing very well. Whenever your child is doing well, and all of a sudden, the child stops doing well, do an investigation. There's a distraction somewhere. The girl that lives with you that used to go to fetch water within three minutes. And now she fetches one bucket of water for ten minutes. There is a distraction. There may be a young man on the street who is stopping him and engaging, him in a, engaging her in a conversation. Every failure has an attachment of distraction to it. Men who are successful don't look back. They don't. They are focused. They see what is good, but they live it. If you are a growing young man, you are not established yet, and every evening all you know how to do is to take some friends to go and drink. Give him three bottles. Madam, do you have one hobby? Yes. Add the Nkwabi with fry and dry fish. Mix them together. Is this here available? Everybody, one, 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 one plate. You are burning your future. Wait till you are established. 
I went to Abuja one time and I had this driver who was working with me. And I went into the restaurant. I ordered food. I asked him to order whatever he wants to eat. I ordered for food with few meat. He ordered his own with the head of fresh fish. Driver, carry me. <laughs> Not just fish, but the head. He was specific. He's already distracted with the pleasure of life. Comfort of life. If he didn't eat fresh fish, head. After that day, I didn't call him into the restaurant again. Anytime I go to Abuja, I don't call him in. When I'm done eating and come out, he draws me. I give him money to go and eat. Because he has allowed the pleasure of life to derail him, distract him. He would have been going into that restaurant any time I go in there to eat. Distraction is a dangerous disease. It kills. It destroys vision. Destroys people. Don't let life goose option distract you from God. Life has options and a lot of good options. But don't allow the good options of life distract you from God. Joshua chapter number 1 verse 8 to 9. Verse 8 and 9. Joshua 1, 8 and 9. Joshua 1, 8 and 9. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And verse number 9. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid. Not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In verse number one, God called Joshua and said, Joshua, now my servant Moses is dead. The mantle of leadership is upon your shoulder. But one thing is sure and guaranteed. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. He said to him, go. I've always emphasized every now and then that Mama has declared this year the year of going forward. But if we are not careful, not all of us are going to go forward to possess. Some, like the dog, will be distracted along the way. And by the time they come out, everything that is designed for this season is gone. Because there is time for everything. And he said to him, go, you must go forward. As I was with Moses, so I will also be with you. You are going to take the lands of the Hittites, the Perizzites, and the Jebusites. Every place, land that the sole of you, your feet shall step upon, I will give to you. That was God's command. But God said to him, you can only achieve this. If there will be full concentration without distraction, this book of the law is the only weapon that you have to fight your enemies. Meditate upon them day and night. The occultists know the power of meditation. They know. Meditate upon them day and night. There shouldn't be any moment you will turn your eyes either to the right or to the left. For only then you will have a success. Only then you will be able to move forward. If only you will not be distracted by anybody. Because there are distractions. When you are poor, the enemy has a level of distraction, methods, instruments of distracting you. That is why you have that word. Because I can understand. You are poor. And you are also a witch. That's double tragedy. 
And then when you become rich, he presents also another form of distraction. So there are distractions at every level. The devil does not want you to move from that level of poverty to a greater height. So he begins to distract your mind, your eyes. Sometimes some people focus on their, elf, their, their, their uncles, their aunts. David said, my help comes from the Lord, not from man. And so when they don't respond to your text message, the account number you sent, you get offended. Are you getting offended? He did not give birth to you. Even if he gave birth to you, or the only thing he owes you to feed, you send it to school. Certain man made so much money, he was rich, trained his children overseas. That's not me. That's not easy. You send school fees, pay accommodation overseas, and then when they came back, the man was not doing so well again. They were blaming him. You should have done this. You should have done that. And then in that gathering, he called all of them and said, look, my children, I've done my best. I've trained you. It is now your turn to do your own. Come and face the challenge as a man. It is your time now. You think it's easy. Don't let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Elisha followed Elijah without distraction to get the double portion of Elijah's anointing. Ten years. Elisha was following Elijah closely to get double portion of his master's anointing. There is so much you can achieve when you refuse to be distracted. Don't allow friends to distract you. You know, those days in school, you know, when I see Barista Ibe, I say, this one must have played campus politics well, well. Because we know them when we see them. Even after they have left school, you will still see the threat of that life inside of them. There are those who are not ready for exam. And as soon as the exam is approaching, they are the ones who are always at the forefront to go on strike, demonstration. They are not ready. So because we're not ready, let's scatter everything. And you allow them to distract you that is ready. You don't know their mission. You don't know what they are, they are planning. You are just joining them. VC must go. VC must go. VC must go. And they will give you thousand and one reasons why VC must go. The toilets are not working. The waters are not flowing. And these things are good. They are right. But they are not as important as you graduating on time from the school. So they distract you. Let's go on strike. VC must go. No water. VC must go. No toilet. VC must go. You foolishly join them. They have no plan. How do they call them? OOs. Obu. No plan. But you allow yourself to be distracted by them. So maybe younger than you are. By the time it is time to take the final exam, you just realize that at your age you should be working and not still be in school. But for them, it is okay with their age to still be in school. It is this amongst friends. You tell them you have an appointment, very important appointment. There is a business you are about to catch. They will tell you what must be, must be. Come, now let's go and have one bottle before you go so that you can shine your eye. You go to have one bottle to shine your eye. By the time you get there, they will tell you they've been waiting for you. The man to give you the job has gone. That is the end of it. You have an interview. You are distracted. Could be your wife. Could be your husband. Always know 
that that thing that distracts you from God and from the important thing you need to do will always be important, but not most important. They have value. But they are not important for that moment. So you get distracted. It happens in business. It happens in friends. Do you know that there are some friends who want every friend to remain at the same level? So anytime there is a vision and you share the vision, they distract you because they want all of you. He wants to get it first before you. So he distracts you. She distracts you. Hello, I want to be here. Now, my father is coming with some good friend. You don't know if your father is coming with a friend who wants to propose to you as a single girl. And another one will come and tell you, there is one good gathering. Not, you know, daytime. In fact, no alcohol there. It sounds good. But it's taking you away when your father wants you to be at home, when his guests will be coming. So in business, in friendship, there is distractions. In ministry, distractions. Everywhere. But don't be foolish to allow men to lure you away from the presence of God. Religion is a distraction. Okay, Bube. Praises are good. Songs of praise are good. But there are songs of praise that are distractions. Distracts you, takes your focus away from what we are here to do. You dance and dance and dance away the consciousness of the presence of God. They are good. I commended overcomers on Wednesday and said, look, overcomers are not good gossipers. That they are mature. Because I've been in the church where you have pros. Women come with book, come with book. They don't come with that jotter because they want to jot message. They come with jotter because they want to pass information. The way you know it is that from that place, not this Lilian, no, somebody like Lilian on just right, bam. Pastor Nkechi, Kechi will pass. Going on. Until he gets to Amebuka. The way you know that Amebuka will read it and look back there and smile and look back because the name of the person they're talking about is, is, is there and the person is stayed behind. Say, look back and then smile. You know that distraction. When the service is done, it goes on and call and say, Now, nah, sister, how was service? Today? It was awesome. What was the topic of the message? Um, I can't remember, but it was awesome. Distraction. Some are so distracted that until the moment of prayers and they hear the servants of God say, lift up your voice and say, my father, every miracle come my way. They will just open their eyes and stretch forth their miracle. No, 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 no. People who go on holiday begin to plan from April. You prepare yourself for the miracle before they come. Whenever you move into the presence of God, do not allow friends, do not allow children to distract you. Remain focused from the moment you enter. Because a single distraction can deny you of the blessing of the hour and season. Somebody tell your neighbor, don't be distracted. Good food is a good thing to go home and cook. As we are here, some already are saying, I already boiled my tomato. Please, pastor, do this thing quickly. I want to go and fry my chicken. Distraction. It still can wait. That rice can wait. It won't die after all if you don't eat for in a day. So why would something trivial like that distract you from the presence of God? From the miracle you've come to receive? 
You were not forced. You walked by yourself to the church. And the main distraction comes and takes away the whole blessings of the day from you. Remember Elijah? Elijah said to Elijah and said, look, what is it that you want me to do for you? He said, I want the double portion of your anointing. And Elijah said to Elijah, what you are asking of me is tough. Second king, chapter 2. Verse 9 and 10. So what you are asking of me is what? Tough. But if you will see me when I'm being taken up, you will have it. Elisha at that point in time didn't know the nature or how, the pattern that the Elijah was to be taken away. So he didn't know. Could it be when he's sleeping, he will be taken? Because it was not clear to him. Could it be if they are walking on the street, he will be taken? It was not clear to him. And so while they were walking, the Bible says that the camp of prophets, a company of prophets, up to three times. The other one, the Bible says, company of prophets came to him and said, Elisha, are you aware that your servant will soon be taken? He said to them, I know, but don't talk to me again about it. There are some gossip you don't entertain. Because it will distract you. Before the person starts, hey, I beg, stop. Red card. Don't continue. Don't want it. You want to embark on a journey. That is when they will remind you of all the kidnappers in Nigeria. Don't go, yes. Red card, stop there. I know that my Lord leaded me. Give them red card out of the way. A distraction. Are you aware that your master will soon be taken? He said, yes, I know, but don't talk about it again. And Elijah turned to Elijah and said, wait here. Let me go. The Lord is calling me somewhere. And then when I come back, he said, me, lie, lie, no distraction. I must follow you, bumper to bumper. Second again, the company of prophets came and said, are you aware? Yes, the company of prophets. What stops Elisha from engaging on some discussions with them? Now, you, so you also had, do you know the pattern and way where he will be taken? Do you know the country from where he will take? Do you know if he's with Ahab or where, 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 where? And then while he's doing this, Elijah has gone far. But he turned to them and said, yes, I know. Don't talk about it again to me. And then the third time again, this time the Bible said there were 50. 50 companies of the prophet. I do men. What will 50 just to come and announce to a man that his master will soon be taken? Are you not wise? They can't love you more than you love yourself. 50 I do men. Came and said to him, are you aware that the spirit will soon take your master away? Say, yes, I know. For the third time. And don't talk about it again. Bible says he followed. When they were about to cross the Jordan, Elijah said to him again, wait! Because I have an assignment with the Lord at Jericho. He said, no distraction, no retreat, no surrender. Moved on. And then right there before him, because he was never distracted, Elijah tucked his clothes in, folded it, and all of a sudden a chariot of fire came down. And they moved. And then his cloak fell down. He took it. Wrapped himself. On his way back, the first miracle happened. The same water that he crossed with his master Elijah was there before him. And then he lifted up his voice and said, Thou water, where is the Lord God of my master Elijah? I stand under the covering of this anointing because I follow diligently. You water, part now. 
The Bible said the water parted for him and he passed. Distraction is a dangerous canker one. Kill it whenever you find it in your business. Kill it whenever you find it in your family. Kill it whenever you find it in your place of worship. In your relationship with God, kill it. Remember my early years in Overcomers Church? When I want to do this one, somebody will come and say, Nigerian, why are you? And it's why you're Take it easy. Distraction. But I said, no, no way. Never going to be distracted. Came in here one day, there was floor. That time we've not raised this floor up everywhere. Everywhere was standing outside. And I said, I was coming there. A pastor accosted me there. I said, ah, why? Everybody standing. He said, ah, everywhere is flooded. I said, eh. He said, God will help us. I told him, no, God will not help us this time. We will help ourselves. I remember very well that day. And I came in here. I said, what? Are... We shifted to that place with that small podium. I said, how many will join me here? I am standing with half a million. How many will join me so that we can break this place, raise it up? God is never going to help that time. We are going to help ourselves. So when someone tells you, whatever will be, will be, the future is not allowed to see, tell the person to shut up. It's not always every time that what must be, must be. You can change what must be to what you want to be. But don't be distracted in doing it. Don't let any man talk you out. Because they will talk you out and they will get in. And you have yourself to blame. Not God. Hallelujah. Alright, Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 and 17 Talking about the father of creations, our great-grandparents, Adam and Eve. Then the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Adam to tend and keep it. 16. 16, 15 to 17, yeah. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely do what? You shall surely die. <laughs> Look at chapter 3, from verse 1 to 7. Chapter 3. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God in this said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? When the devil wants to get your attention, he wants to confuse you. Want to confuse you because he wants to get your attention. And then you begin to ask yourself. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. Didn't even ask. Say, why do you ask? Sometimes you need to use question to answer question. Hmm? Let them answer it by themselves. All right, verse number three. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Verse number four, we're reading to seven. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Five. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good. Which means the fruit was Good was pleasant to the eyes. You know good and evil. Six. So when the woman saw that this, that the tree was what? For food. It was valuable. It was a good thing to have. But in it was a distraction. Because every good fruit Every fruit that looks good that comes from the devil, that is warm inside it, is rotten on the inside. 
So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes. Everything that distracts us, of course, is always pleasant in the eyes. They are good. That is why we are attracted to it. That's why we are carried away by it. (laughs) Uh, Oh, this other fairy tale my uncle said then about a princess who was rejecting suitors. Rejected everybody. He wanted a young, tall, handsome, fair-looking man. And then the spirit came to marry her. And she didn't know. She said, this is the one. So they took her to the spirit world. And then she was asleep in a room when she had the conversation that they were going to kill her and use her for a meal. Fairy tales. And then she opened the door and began to run. And the story said they began to pursue him. He crossed Agonasa, Milinasa, and Ananasa. There was a time he wanted to cross the last Milinasa that the spirit stretched their hand and then scratched her back. And that is why we have this hole. (laughs) So she was deceived by what she was seeing, sight, distracted from marrying powerful good hunters. And a tree desirable to make one wise. She took of his fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. And verse 7. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. And they knew that they were naked. And the sufic leaves gathered and made themselves covering. Mistake is not, you don't know. That's why it's called mistake. You don't know it will happen until it happens. And then your eye will just be opened. Oh, I have been deceived. I have been deceived. Those who are going, who are greedy, have that discussion of greed. They see 419 as their eyes are blind. They tell them they can double their money and so on and so forth. And then you are attracted by it. You are distracted by that. You leave your good business, carry all the money you are using to do business to go and give to them. And then when it happens, say, Buomo. Your eye will be open. Be careful. Don't allow yourself to be distracted from your purpose. Don't allow it to happen. So I round up this morning. To tell us about Lot's wife. Lot's wife. Interesting story all of us know. Lot's wife has certificate of God's mercy given to him. Lot's wife had a certificate of breakthrough, of salvation given to him. Lot's wife had a promise from the angels for salvation. Everything has been packaged for their deliverance. But the angel said to them, you must run. The only condition upon which you are going to enter into these mercies of God is don't look back. Don't be distracted. The Bible says as they were running, as they were going, suddenly, some teachers and scholars said she remembered her gold. She remembered her headgear. She remembered her fine wrapper. She remembered her good dresses. She remembered the soup she made. She did not turn it out and put it in the refrigerator. So when she began to remember all this thing, she looked back. And the Bible says instantly she became a pillar of salt. Destruction is destructive. Here is a woman with a promise from God himself to deliver them, to save them, to give them an inheritance. But because of distraction, she didn't get there. Finally, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, we're reading 32 to 35. 1 Corinthians 7, 32 to 35. 1 Corinthians. But I want you to be without care. 
who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he who is married cares about the things of the world, how he may please his wife. Women are very powerful. There is a difference between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares about the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she who is married cares about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. The five. And this I say, for your own profit, your own good. Not that I may put a leash on you, but for what is proper, and that you may serve the Lord without what? Distraction. Verse 34 is talking about the concerns for availability to serve God. Say the one who is married is distracted with the care of her husband and family. But the one who is not married is not distracted with those things, but is focused. So Jesus was not talking about the saying that to marry is wrong. But he's trying to talk about availability to serve God without distraction. Don't allow the cares of the law of life to distract you. Say, not even your need, food, should distract you from his presence. Say, consider these parrots, he feeds them. But at the same time, don't be distracted with laziness. Because even though he said he feeds the sparrow, he has never taken the food to the nest of the sparrow. They go out to take it. Don't let laziness distract you. You pray from morning to night and you sit down in a church and roll and say, let the food come. The food will never, never, never come. You have to still wait for a longer time. Study the word of God and know the mind of God for your life. Seek his direction in prayers. And he will read you right. So the one who is married, there is difference between a wife and a virgin. These two are different. Married woman cares about the things of the Lord. That she may be holy, both in body and in spirit. But she who is married, or married, married, cares about the things of the world. Things, cares of the world. Any man or woman who wants to succeed in life must fight this enemy called destruction. Must fight it. They are there among your friends. They are there among those who are with you in the same department. They are there in the church to tell you you are giving too much. Do you even know what they use the money to do? You are giving too much. Nobody can outgive God. You can't outgive God. What you cannot give, God can take away from you. That's the funniest part of it. One man was saying that every man has a place he gives. Is that how you give to God or you give to the devil? But you must give. It's a part of life of a man. Something must leave you. So it better you choose the right place to put it. Which is the kingdom of God. Destruction. It kills. But today, I pray for us that we are not going to miss our mark. We are not going to be distracted. Not even our friend will distract us. Not sickness, not principalities and powers. Not our needs, not our wants. Not what we desire that are good and pleasing. Nothing shall distract us. We shall move forward. We shall cross over. We shall possess our possessions. The gate of hell shall not stop us. In the name of Jesus Christ.
Shall we rise on our feet and bless his name? Lift up your voice and begin to talk to those distractions in your life. You know them. You know those things when you want to do what is right, they distract you. You know those friends who distract you. You know that business, that conversation, that dialogue that distracts you. It may not be in the church. It might be something distracting you, your business, in your family, your responsibility to your wife, to your children. They are distracting you. you this day, father's work, mother's work, the little time you have to spend with these children, you are out there to watch football. You are out there to see one friend or the other. Your children needs you. Your work with God. There is a miracle you have not received. But anytime the angels come for that miracle, there is a distraction. You are distracted. You are not hearing the voice that is saying, take it, it's yours. Pride is a distraction. I've been doing it. I've been doing it well. Nobody does it the way I do. You are distracted because your reward is passing you by. You have sown so much on a good soil. It's not coming because you are distracted. And when the harvest is coming, you are distracted by something and the enemies go to harvest them. Distraction is a conquer one. Let them go. Unforgiving spirit is a conquer one. It's a distraction. You never see the glory of God because there is this body in hatred. Someone you will never forgive in life. It's a distraction to your miracle, to the mercy of God upon your life. It's a distraction to your breakthrough, to your moving forward. Nail it on the cross of Calvary. Nail it there. Nail it and leave it there. All to Jesus. I surrender all to Him I believe. One pleasure all forsaking take me Jesus take me I surrender Jesus. 
Pray you have been blessed by the word of God you received today. For prayers or counseling, our doors are always open. We invite you to worship with us at the Overcomers Church World Outreach. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. We look forward to seeing you at our next service. God bless you in Jesus' name.